Um, hey guys, welcome back to uh, Brain Babble, the weekly podcast about psychology, according to Mr. Hole. Um, here today we have our weekly guest, um, Coco, Clem, Annika, and Olivia. Woo! Um, a lot of super uh, interesting and um, thought-provoking topics um, about psychology. Some of our favorites from uh, the units we've uh, been studying so hard this whole year. <laughs> um, so, uh, Coco, you wanted to go first, correct? This year, my favorite topic was about infancy and childhood social development because, like, the whole time I was reading the text, I was like, oh my gosh, am I messed up because of, like, anxious and, like, avoid avoidant attachment. Like, like I had grown-ups my whole childhood, but, like, sometimes my parents went away for work, so, like, I feel like I was missing that bond and like I could see how that could impact me like socially. And like this year, I feel like I just came out of my shell and made like a lot more friends. Mm, that's really interesting how you're relating that to your own life. And like, I felt like the different parenting styles were interesting cause like if I do have my own kids in the future, like I would know what to do. What kind of parenting style would you have? Um, I forgot what it was. I think it was like, like you're kind, you have order, but you're not like strict. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember what the name of that is? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember. Oh, 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 oh. I, <laughs> I remember. Authoritarian, authoritative, and um, what was the third one? The one that was like super nice all like, the time. Uh, I don't know, like detached or something. Uh, no. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> Because, like, authoritarian is, like, super strict rules and stuff oh, like I that. Oh, I think it's authoritative one. The authoritative one is kind of, like, the more neutral one. Yeah. Between. There's mm-hmm. rules, but it's also not super strict, like, punishment-wise. But it's, like, a mixture of... Yeah, it's more... It's less, like, in the end. Because the other two is neglectful and permissive, which we don't want to be. Yeah. No, we don't want... Yeah, no, you don't want to be <laughs> neglectful. I feel like Mr. Hold would be like a good parent because sometimes I go to his Zoom meetings and like I feel like he's indoctrinating his kid to not like tacos. To not like tacos? <laughs> yeah, he has a song about don't eat tacos. Wait, tacos? Yeah. Why? 
I don't know. <laughs> Wait, tacos are delicious. I want a taco right now. <laughs> We're on that topic. Um. All right. Anything else about the parenting techniques, styles you want to share? Um, I think that's all. Okay, do you have any, like, fun facts about psychology or just fun facts in general you'd like to share? <laughs> um, okay, I have one f- fun fact that most elephants weigh less than the tongue of a blue whale. I feel like that's pretty interesting. What? <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Wow. Wait, what? Uh, Is that real? Yeah. Where did you learn that? What the heck? There's the elephants? internet. Wait, elephants are the same weight as a tongue? <laughs> Elephant weigh less than the tongue of a blue whale. Mm-hmm. That is a very uh, shocking fact. <laughs> oh, and I learned that like 3% of like the Antar- Antarctica ice is actually penguin pee. <laughs> what? Yeah, these facts. I learned like... so much animal facts yeah. today. Very interesting. I, th- I feel like they connect to what you're talking about before. You know, yeah, yeah parenting and tongues. Yeah. Antarctica ice being <laughs> penguin pee. Water. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> okay, should I talk about some, um... Yeah, looks like you're up listening. Let's hear it. Here's so hi, I'm Clem. Um, hi. Clem. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, I was in this. I was in Mr. Hold's uh, psychology class for two months this year. But in those two months, I really learned a lot. Like, I it made a lot of. Um, it made an impression on me. And what interested me the most was learning about conditioning, um, which interested interested me because. It kind of made me rethink like how we view learning as humans because um, when we think of learning we think of like you know reading stuff from textbooks and reading things like in class but through through the lens of psychology learning is kind of it's it's basically like the responses we have to certain events in, in our environment and how those responses affect how we behave like over our whole entire lives and over like an extended period of time. So the main two types um, are classical and opulent. And I remember um, that Pavlov was this cool Russian guy, this cool Russian psychologist who was actually a um, a doctor beforehand. And he was studying um, and doing tests on dogs to learn more about like human digestive systems and mm-hmm. like the digestive systems of dogs. And um, he, so he was like completely studying like a different um, field of science, but while he was doing these studies on dogs, he um, was feeding them and he was giving them meat and he noticed that they would just salivate like so much like while he was feeding them meat. And while he would feed them meat, he would ring a bell. And he noticed that as he started ringing the bell, they would immediately salivate without even like seeing the meat. 
and this caused him to completely change his field of study to behavioral studies um, in psychology. Um, so that's basically where he like established the terms like unconditioned stimuli, unconditional response, neutral and conditioned stimuli, and conditioned response, um, which all can be applied to like this situation in a lot of different situations. Mm. And it just made me think a lot about how like humans and like we are conditioned. Um, practically by everything in our environment growing up. Yeah, it's really interesting. I agree. Yeah. I think that's so interesting because, like, last year, okay, I have this, like, portable, like, painting easel box, mm-hmm. and then I just put it under my bed and then add some towel. And I have a pet turtle, <laughs> so, like, um, one week in the winter, I put my pet turtle in the box. And like I done it like like three days in a row, and now it associate that box as a, like um, sleeping place. Oh. So every day when it's like it just like crawl back to the box. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, pets. Like if you if you own pets, like you can definitely see how they can be conditioned, like at a younger age or just like while you have them. Like I have three cats. And two of my cats, like, are very dominant. And then one of my cats is, like, <laughs> very, like, shy. Like, she's, like, the cutest cat ever. Like, she's my, like, my best friend in the world. And, but one of the cats is, like, a bully, basically. And she eats all of the food. Um, and so she's super fat. And then, like, the other two kind of don't really get food. Um, especially this one, like, really sweet cat. So then what I started doing is I started to, like, put a portion of the food in my room and then a portion of the food like out in like the living room so the other two cats get the living room food and then like my favorite cat gets gets more food so she doesn't she isn't underfed and so she started like associating the food with my room so now she like only hangs out in my room which is like a protective space for her yeah that is a good example of the conditioning Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and also just and there's like, also- training pets in general. Like my dog yeah. knows to fit when you say it because of like, just time and time again telling her to do so, which is a simple example of it. Yeah, and also you can like the other type of conditioning is opulent conditioning, which is like a method of learning that like kind of revolves around rewards and punishments. Um, so like a lot of like with pets, you can like reward them by giving them a treat or something um, and then like punish them if they do something wrong. So mm-hmm. that's like a, that's another type of conditioning. Yeah, and I guess that can go back to like maybe what Coco was talking about with parenting, um, like rewards and incentives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my parents, I, I asked them about this like when I was doing my like psychology, like a slide note thing and I was like Ted did you ever like punish or really reward me and they were like nah I don't I don't really know <laughs> yeah, nah. so I was like okay did you do anything and they were like I don't know they just like shrugged so I was like okay <laughs> never mind I mean I had the typical tiger parents where if I did something wrong well anything in my mother's hand would be <laughs> oh, <damn>. <laughs> Either there was ones where I didn't clean up my books, and then she took my piano books oh, and no. then she ran <laughs> out. The piano books. Oh damn! 
Yep. I feel, I feel like Asian parents, they don't really give rewards. They just like yell at you for like doing things wrong. <laughs> Earbuds, clothes hangers, slippers, brooms. Fly swappers. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> That's opulent conditioning right there. Damn. <laughs> um, do you have anything okay. else to say about it? Do I have anything else? I mean, you know, there's like Skinner's box, which is kind of cool. There's, you know, rats in a box that press a button. <laughs> there's Thorndike. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool scientists um, that study this. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like research a little mo- more about that. Um, but I think I've pretty much said... Uh, most of the things that like interested me about uh, conditioning and what I remember learning back in January and February when I first got in the class and I was very clueless. I <laughs> was super clueless. I was just like, where? Well, first of all, he wasn't even there for the first month too. So that was a little confusing as well. But, um, you know, love the class and who wants to go next? All right. Let's <laughs> I'm next. Um, it's Annika again. Um, I was in Mr. Holt's uh, fourth period psychology class. And um, the topic that interests me a lot, which is, I guess, a super broad topic, um, which is the nature versus n- nurture debate. Um, and, like, again, I find this interesting because it makes you question, like, your you being raised and how that affected who you are as a person and what traits... Um, you have are just you're just born with like genetically because um nature discusses like um how your what your genes express and how they're shown in you and nurture is how your parents raise you and your environment and like the social uh, like social and cultural influences around you rather than the biological influences um and I found it interesting that, like, they you they to delve deeper into this debate, they observed a lot of identical twins, which I guess um, I was gonna talk about, like, the three identical strangers, which also goes along like another topic we learned about, just like unethical experiments in psychology, which occurred a lot of times um, before they. Um, made a proper rule set for how they could have experiments in science but basically that experiment just was about these three uh triplets who were separated at birth and they unknowingly didn't know that the other ones existed and they were placed into different like socioeconomic households like in very different places as an experiment these people were like used as real experiments unknowingly, which was extremely unethical, but it showed that they, um, they like, even though they were so far from each other, they had a similar way of talking and they had some similar like ideas and like also shared some similar like mental illness struggle. Um, so it showed that like nature, like nature is very prominent and some things about you are just embedded in you which is pretty like crazy 
And then other times, like, because of the way that their parents treated them, like Clem and Coco were talking about, like, how that affects you so much, like, the way that they were raised and, like, one person's parents were a lot more caring and, like, had a much better relationship with his dad. Like, they were more mentally stable, and one of them ended up committing suicide, which is really sad and shows that, like, maybe if he were in a different situation because of like just his nature that wouldn't have had to happen because it didn't happen to the other siblings so I find like that whole situation and just the debate really interesting in general because it's just crazy to think about what parts of you are from how you were raised and what parts of you just you had to like they were just embedded in you so yeah I think this, um, Monica, your topic is really interesting because I have, I'm born in January and my younger sister is born in December. So we're like born in the same year, but we're not twins. Uh But like majority of our lives, like all the chapters in our life are like the same. And it's so interesting how like, how we're raised the same way, but like we're different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. I totally feel the same. I, even though my siblings are like, um, I there's like a bigger like my older brother's three years older than me. I feel like we're like very different people. Even though like I guess we grew up pretty much like the same way for like in our early childhood. I remember um, reading something somewhere or like learning about it in this class um, <laughs> that like siblings like you are siblings turn out so differently because they may be in like different social circles like amongst like their peers in at school and that your peers actually have like a huge influence on you like more so than your parents and your family like like the community community that you're in like as a child and growing up like in high school and stuff like that also has like a huge effect on you mm-hmm. like peer pressure or whatever like things like that yeah i yeah i totally agree because in my middle school it was more of like an academically competitive environment but i personally preferred art so i was kind of like the <laughs> art kid <Sure. laughs> so after yeah so after coming to laguardia it felt more like of an open environment where i could freely talk to somebody about art not like i didn't have to you know, hide it as much. Uh-huh. So. For sure. Yeah, in the textbook, it talked a lot about how, like, like social, like, cultural influences are, like, make a big difference on, like, your nurture and, like, just, yeah, the presence of others, just, like, the way society and, like, expectations are. And we were learning about later in the semester about how, like, gender roles and just, like, expectations for certain types of people has a big influence on, like, your actions as a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Word. I feel like um, the order of birth really impacts a person. Because, yeah. like, I feel like the older siblings, you have to be more responsible. Because I have, like, I have two sisters and one brother that are younger than me. And, like, my third sister and my younger brother, they're totally, like, free going. And then I have to be, like, the strict or, like, orderly one. I don't know. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that um, your position, like, in your family makes a big difference, too. Because... Yeah, I yeah, I can't relate to, like, the, the being the oldest one thing, because I'm actually the youngest of... I have, <laughs> I have two older same, brothers. Same. One of them is 10 years older than me, and one of them is two years older than me. So And they're both, like, you know, like, in college and, like, on with their lives. So I think there's, like an independence to like being the oldest because you are like the oldest and you kind of paved the way for the younger siblings but also i feel like there's like a different sort of independence for like being the youngest sibling because when everyone kind of leaves you're just like there with your parents like i just want to move on with my life like please get me out of here i feel like i'm middle right now but i just want to like move on you know i also feel like as well i was yeah. i'm also the youngest in my household my brother is like 12 yeah. years older than me but there is like like the oldest obviously has like the responsibility to pave the way for the younger sibling but i also feel like the younger sibling also has to like live up to the expectations of like not making the same yes. as yes. your yeah. older sibling yes, or like literally. yeah <laughs> like they have like more hope yeah for yeah you, in a way like- like my parents' expectations of me are higher than my brothers. Maybe just because my brothers, like they're like slackers in a certain way. But I, like <laughs> I do feel like some sort of maybe it's just like an internalized like pressure where I'm like, like oh I should just I have to prove myself that like I can just be like yeah. This. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely a weird uh, dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the. That's so interesting. Oh. <laughs> you want to go first? Go. <laughs> um, so like, go. I feel like I have like a lot of internalized pressure, like being the oldest to actually like go to college and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Does the middle child? I don't. I feel like I have a younger brother and an older brother. I'm the only girl, so I feel like maybe like I don't know separate pressures because of that, or like my parents are more like protective of me because of that. But I think it's interesting to be the middle because like you're like learning, you're like trying to be different from your older sibling, but also trying to like protect your younger sibling at the same time. I wish I had a younger sibling. That'd be so cute. I like Same. I want a younger sibling so bad. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Alright, where we are where even are we in this conversation? Uh, oh we were talking yeah. about Wait, are we still in Annika's? Um The Nature versus Nurture? Yeah. Nature versus Nurture. You guys have you guys seen um Three Identical Strangers, the movie she was talking about? You should. It's Not yet. super. It's insane. There are so many plot twists. Mm. Like it's like twist after twist after twist. It's insane. <laughs> I don't even like. I watch probably it. could rent yeah. it from Amazon or something. I, isn't it like? Isn't it on Hulu? Or I don't really oh, know. I think it is on somewhere. Um. Oh no. But yeah, that that movie is crazy because at first you think like they're literally just all the same person, like they were raised so differently, but they're just like they have so many similar habits too. It's like 
like they all like smoked the same cigarettes like for some reason like the same brand or something and they all have the same little twitches the same smile like same kind of behaviors like that like physical behaviors but it was like it came down to like the mental behaviors that were um, very different and they look so similar too like their haircuts they're super similar like and they met because two of them actually ended up going to the same college which is such a weird coincidence too yeah it's a pretty crazy experiment especially since like their families and like they weren't really aware of the experiment at all it's like extremely unethical but Mm, they didn't no, know basically it was this like adoption they were put at like the, these three children the triplets were at this like adoption facility and these psychologists were like oh we want to run this this was in the 70s too before it was very unethical to do tests on human lives when they didn't know what was happening and these psychologists were like okay like they contacted i don't know if the parents knew yeah i think the parents did no i they they knew that they were doing an experiment on the individual children but they didn't know that they were doing an experiment on two other children as well no but also they didn't know they were studying the actual parenting techniques yeah everyone was kind of unaware like especially the kids but like i don't think anyone really knew truly what was going on yeah and so the psychologists would come like Yikes. like once a year or once every five years or something to the homes and like take notes and study the kids. And eventually they just, they just stopped doing that, I think. And once the, the kids were in college, that's when they started to piece everything together and realize like what, they, what was happening. But it said online that they had like um, really, it had really negative effects like in their early childhood because like, um they had a lot of like separation anxiety kids because like obviously they were like in the womb together and like their siblings and like they were like separated at birth so it was like it's really like unnatural for kids like to be separated that early on yes yeah but how'd they know? How'd they even know? The kids that, that they were separate. Because, like, they literally were, like, in the womb and stuff with other children. Yeah, but you, you're not, like, conscious. But, like, I think when you're, like, an identical twin, you have some sort of... Like, they literally are the same egg as you, like... I think... <laughs> you're like, where's my egg? Yeah. Yeah. Where's your egg? Yo, you're chilling <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Maybe it's, like, a superpower sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like instinctual, like in your no, yeah, it is. Cause like even like when I meet people, I just like have a instinct of like, oh, I gotta be your friend, like like uh, odd reasons. (laughs) Okay, Olivia. Did you want to go now? Yeah. So the topics that I like were usually about like how things worked or what caused like, you know, me to think a specific way. So I like like I like unit three and four, which is biology basis of behavior and sensation perception. So the part that I was most interested in was like 
the structure of the brain, like from the older brain structures, which only involve like, you know, the brainstem to the more advanced brain structures that help with information processing. So like, it's interesting how sometimes like, for example, the example they gave in the textbook was like, if the cat's brainstem is severed, the animal can still live and breathe, but it can't do it with purpose. So that was kind of weird. <laughs> And another thing that I liked about sensation perception was learning about how they worked so that it allowed me to, you know, take care of my hearing and probably my eyesight a little yeah, better. Yeah, for sure. It's really interesting to, like, know how your body's actually working, like, internally. <laughs> I think it's so interesting how, like, the opposite side of our brain controls the other side of our body because like as an artist like I feel like I have more control of my right hand than my left hand and like my left hand like sometimes I I'm like wow I feel like I have no connection to like its movements I wish I could I was ambidextrous and I could use both my that would be so dope if you could imagine like imagine you could fully just like have control over your right and left hand and you could make a drawing with both of your hands at the same time yeah that would be very that would be awesome i used to i used to like try and train myself to be left-handed when i was younger but it didn't really work (laughs) (laughs) like there is i remember in class we learned about wernick's and broca's area and how like one area would like control like your understanding of speech and how another would like control how you like say words or form sentences so i thought that was really interesting because like it's like oh both of your both sides of your brains have to work together to you know form like some sort yeah. of form of communication and it's pretty- with another person. is it true wait yeah no. oh and another crazy oh another crazy thing is like i'm a right hand and like you know, my second sister, she's a left hand, which is, like, kind of crazy. Like, how yeah. did that happen? Yeah, my dad's left-handed. And I'm just like, does that affect who you are? Like, I was wondering about this, like, because everything in this world is kind of catered towards right-handed people because that's so normal. But if you're left-handed, like, things are just different. Yeah, sure. I feel like you have a different mind. <laughs> you see the world different. Yeah, actually, you I'm pretty sure there. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are things like made for like you know yeah. left-handed people, but I do see like you know scissors. Even death, like, they're mostly like catered to right-handed. Weird. Already, I feel. I feel like we've covered a yeah. lot of the topic. I feel very satisfied. Thank you for everyone for listening. Everyone should take at least one psychology course because it shows how humans are fundamentally built and like it's important to build further connections with the people in your lives. Yeah, bye.